What's going on is Keyshawn Johnson today. I have a special guest joining me. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He led the NFL in rushing, NFL Offensive Player of the Year. It's Chris CJ 2K Johnson. Welcome to the show, my man. What's happening? Everything good, man. Just chilling, man, down here in Orlando. You down Long in Orlando time. hanging out, huh? Yeah. So when you, I remember meeting you, God, your rookie year, hanging out. I think it was called My House here in Hollywood, yeah. you know, back in our clubbing days when we were much younger. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah it just yeah. took me back to those days. When you think about getting 2,000 yards, right, as a, as a running mm -hmm. back in the National Football League and everybody chasing you, you got to stay healthy. How would you compare 2,000 yards rushing versus receiving what do you think is harder? You're you are obviously best known for the 2,000 yards in your second year that you accomplished in the NFL. Now Tyreek Hill is on his, the heels of eclipsing 2,000 yards as a receiver. Which one you think is harder? Man, you know I'm a running back, man, so I can't even lie, man. I got to say um, rushing for it is harder to me because, like, um, when you talk about a receiver position, I ain't gonna lie, both of them are amazing things to do. Like, I'm not gonna take anything away from it. If he go for over 2,000 yards receiving, that's a great thing. It, it haven't been done yet. But for me, I feel like it's harder doing that running back because I gotta get past 11 guys. At receiver, you gotta get past what? One, maybe two guys. Or, you know, somebody, the cornerback make a mistake, you go running wide open down the field and you catch the ball and you got, say if it, even if it's an 80-yard touchdown, you don't got to beat nobody. So I, I have to say running the ball would be harder. Take, take me through the 2009 season when you got that 2,000 yards. How difficult was it and what stood out the most for you going doing that stretch run to get to the 2000? Oh man, it's difficult. I can't even lie and sit up here and say that it's like, it's an easy thing to do or like, man, you gotta think getting that type of volume of carries and running the ball like that and running for 2000 yards, you gotta stay healthy. You have to take care of your body. Um, not only that, you gotta be on, like you gotta be in the zone. You gotta like, those are one of those type of things. You can't miss too many things like, you have to hit it when it's there. You got to take advantage of every play and, like, just to be – like, everybody knowing the NFL, the most um, – the best thing to have in the NFL as a player is consistency. And to go for over 2,000 yards, you got to be consistent. Like, you got to make plays week in and week out. You got to have those big runs. You can't miss games. Like, and I know you asked me about Tyreek. I think – if he don't get the 2,000 yard, it's going to be, be because one of those games, he only played half of the game, and then he missed the whole entire game. So the main thing is about being available, staying healthy. So if he don't make it to 2,000 yards, it will go back and see that he missed the game and a half, and like he probably could have had it. So, CJ, you know, you talked about consistency. One guy still in the National Football League is quarterback Russell Wilson, who has not been too consistent in Denver. Word came out yesterday that he would be benched in favor of Jared Stenham for the last two oh. games of the season, despite having 
guaranteed $37 million on next year's books in 2024. What do you make of what just happened to Russ? Is he, do you think he's still a viable quarterback in the league or is he pretty much a backup from here on out? Nah, he's valuable, man. Like, we ain't going to sit here and play like that. We know that whole situation was going on right now. That's a business move. We know that's a business move. So you really going to tell me you think the Denver Broncos have a better chance with Stenham in rather than Russell Wilson? Come on, man. Like, no, yeah, you, 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 you're right, though. I mean, but in the end, when you talk about Russell's play and what Sean wants to do, I don't know necessarily that Russ fits into Sean's offensive plans because everything is somewhat off schedule in the way Sean right. has been with Drew Brees, precise, right? He's been a surgeon, dink and dunk, in rhythm throws where Russell's kind of running around. And he probably right. came into this whole thing thinking that he didn't want Russell as a quarterback anyway. Right. You can say that, but at the end of the day, as players us in the locker room, like, all of that and all the analytics and all that stuff, it sounds good, but who give us the best chance at winning? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I know he's guaranteed, I think this year coming up is like 37 or something, and then a year after that, he's guaranteed something else. So I read something, um, and don't mark my word all the way because I, I read it. I'm not sure if it's all the way facts or whatever, but I read something that if he played a certain amount of games – this year or something that not next year, but the year after that, it makes that 40 guaranteed. So that's why I say it's Yeah, a no, if he thing. if he would have played in the game and got hurt, there's a clause in there that says if he didn't pass the physical, let's say, for instance, he tore his ACL the last game of the season, they would be on the books for uh, another 40-something million dollars of fully guaranteed money. Much like they did last year, the Raiders did with Derek Carr. They don't want to take that chance. They already got 30-plus right. million, then another 30, 40 million. They just decided that that's not what they, you know, that's not what they wanted to do, I guess. I mean, how— right, so, so, when you, so when you say that, is that, are we, are, is that a business move, or is that we want to see what Stenham can do? I think it's a little—I think, I think, man, it's probably a little bit of both. Obviously, it's a business move, but then I also right. think—I also think it's a little bit of both. See, you lead right into my next question for you. How hard will it be, though, now that you done benched this man with two games to go and you still, in 2024, owe him a boatload, a shitload of money, right? How hard is it going to be for, to be accepted as the starting quarterback back in the locker room knowing that the head coach don't see eye to eye with you next season? Right. I think that's going to be tough. Like, I think that's going to be real tough, and it was like, um, I, I kind of went through one of those situations where um, when I was with Tennessee between Vince Young and um, Jeff Fisher all throughout the offseason, it was like one of these guys got to go because they're bumping heads. They can't get along. Either Vince Young got to go or Jeff Fisher got to go. So they end up getting rid of Vince Young, and they also got rid of um, Jeff Fisher at the same time, like, it's going to be crazy within that organization. And then you still got to go back and look what they, what the Denver Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. They gave up so much like, man, did that trade literally probably set their organization back for years to come. We just, we just don't know. Like 
man, it's a it's crazy situation. I know it's gonna split the locker room up. Those guys are not gonna see eye to eye, man, that he's got benched and he's coming back to get paid thirty-seven million dollars. Like we know he's not gonna be a backup making thirty-seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So CJ, you brought up Vince Young, somebody that you obviously played with and very close to, and a guy in Lamar Jackson, similar similar uh uh styles. I mean, you know, similar styles in this situation. Now you look at the quarterbacks of the National Football League. Which one, which of these quarterbacks are out in today's world would you want to be paired with? Um, I can't lie. Um, I like you just brought him up, Lamar Jackson. To be able to play with Lamar Jackson and have that threat, uh, especially when you're in that spread offense and we and he's handing it off and that zone read option still with that threat on the backside to hold that backside in, like. We started, me and Vince Young started running, like with Mike Heimerdinger, we started running some of those type of offensive plays the year that I went for 2,000 yards. So just like, I just feel like if Vince Young was able to, if they would have ran that offense that they're running for Lamar, for Vince Young, you would be seeing the same thing. Vince Young was the Lamar before Lamar. Now mm-hmm. Lamar is taking to a whole nother level. So if I was playing in today's game, I want to play with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, that no, that make all the sense in the world. I I was thinking you was gonna say Jalen Hurts, but they they similar, right? I mean, one one dude's more more explosive, but you know, similar in terms of the RPO game. Right. If it wasn't, and I'm not gonna lie, if it wasn't Lamar, I would have to go with um I, I, I like Jalen. I like Jalen because he can run the ball as well. He can run he can run the ball as well and he's doing a threat and things like that. And he can throw the ball pretty well. But um outside of those guys, like if it wasn't a dual threat quarterback, I gotta go with Mahomes. Yeah. I gotta go with Patrick Mahomes, man. Hey, I never see eight in the box. Yeah. I never see eight in the box with Patrick Mahomes. No, you're talking about eight in the box. The running back position, guys like yourself always had nine in the box. Sometimes all 11 in the box, depending on who right. he was playing. They knew that, you know, they needed to crowd out the line of scrimmage to slow you down. So the running back summit that occurred this offseason, spearheaded by Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, and Josh Jacobs, they met about the, the position not being paid fairly and compensated right. dollar for dollar the way that it should be at the position. Um, you know, coming from the running back fraternity, being a running back yourself, what's your thoughts on why the RBs can't hit pay dirt? Man, I think the big thing about it is, like, teams are starting to feel like, man, like, this, like, okay, well, I pay this guy all this money when I go get a guy in the later round, or I can get a committee of guys to do what this guy doing, but, um, I don't agree with that. You look at CMC, like you get a guy in there that's going to run the ball, that can catch the ball out of the backfield, that can motion out wide and be a mismatch to the linebackers or whoever you put out there on them. Like um, those are the guys that's going to hit pay dirt. And I feel like for, I would say the younger running backs or even the running backs that's in the league now, a thing that they can do to help themselves by working on that game is like in the offseason, you got to work on catching the ball out of the backfield. You got to work on running these routes. 
and being that mismatch type of threat like CMC is, and that I feel like that's the only thing that's going to help these guys coming out because when you're up for that contract and things like that, you have to go in there as a playmaker, as an athlete, not just as a running back. So if you just this 220, 230-pound running back that's running the ball between the tackles, but on third downs, you got to come out the game and they got to put another guy in there. We know you finna pass the ball on third down. So if you can stand there and be a every down back and do all the things that they're asking you to do, then I feel like you're a hit pay dirt. All those guys that you just named, um, you look at the year um, this year that they had, and that's not doing nothing but making the owners feel like, yeah, we're right. Like, all those guys you named, they either didn't have a good year this year or they got hurt. Mm. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, so with that being said, seven of the top 10 leaders in touchdowns this year, all running backs, most of them, but not making that type of money, the top dollar, so to speak. What should happen outside of them staying on the field? If they're scoring points and getting into the end zone, shouldn't they be paid accordingly? Yeah, I feel like they should be paid accordingly. I feel like they should be paid accordingly, but at the same time, they have to be guys that can give you three downs. Yeah. Not can't be a guy that can give you because you that's just like Keyshawn, if you're in the game and you you get a bomb for, say, an 80-yard bomb and you get tackled at the five-yard line, and I come in and get a five-yard touchdown. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I ain't really do no work. So, yeah. what I'm saying, all of that comes into account. Yeah. So, stick to the running backs for a minute. You know, it has been a ton of running backs in the history of the league, right? There's always conversations about who's the best. Is it Jim Brown? Is it Barry Sanders? Is it is it uh, uh, O.J. Simpson, Emmitt Smith? Like, on the Mount Rushmore of running backs, there's only four of them. Who would be right. your top four on that Mount Rushmore? And I'm sure you've had this question a million times. Yeah, yeah. So my top four would be Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Eric Dickerson, and Jim Brown. So Emmy Smith, Barry Sanders, E. D. Yeah. And Jim and Brown. Jim. So you you not putting Gail Sayers in there? Nah, I I seen a few highlights of him, but I I ain't never really seen him play like that. Like no no Earl Campbell. I ain't I ain't put Earl Earl ain't make it. Okay. He's right there. I mean that, that 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 that's a that's a pretty strong list. I know I'm missing somebody. Like, but I say, like, you say Emmett. He got the most rushing yards for a running back. You can't put nobody over him. You Barry, Barry Sanders, like, come just on, ridiculous. man. Just ridiculous, yeah. You can't do nothing with that. And he went for 2,000 yards. 
Eric Dickerson, he got the most rushing yards in one season. He went for 2,000 yards. What about then Jim Brown? What Jim about, Brown. Uh, what about like Marshall Falk, Walter Payton? Yeah, Marshall Falk. Yeah, all those guys are nice. All those guys are nice, but I just don't see who, who I'm going to take off the list for Marshall Falk. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, but the, all those dudes, though, uh, Chris could go, right? That's why yeah. when these questions come up, about and there's only four spots. You're like, well, somebody gonna be mad. I don't know who it's gonna be, but somebody yeah, gonna be mad. They're gonna have to add some more heads to the to the Mount Rushmore because you got so many guys. Like that's like you say, Marshall Falk. It's hard. How can you leave a guy like Marshall Falk off and the things that he did, like as a running back? Like it's just crazy. He done a lot of great things. So who's the best running back in the league right now today? Ah, uh, you gotta go CMC. It's you got to go CMC. Like, he's been the most – well, he had a couple seasons when he was hurt and stuff like that. But, like, if you look at it, like, what he's doing this year is him right now. I always say Derrick Henry, but the year that, that he's having, he, he's not having one of the best years. Like, CMC is in the running for, for MVP running. So, right now, CMC the best running back in the league right now. So, I know you, you know – Tennessee Titan through and through. When you look at the Titans, the history of Tennessee, who would be the best? Who would be the best player? Get rid of yourself now to ever get rid of myself. Yeah, you gotta get rid of yourself, man. To right. to to put that uniform on in Tennessee. You gotta go, Derrick Henry. Really, over Steve McNair? I'm not there. Went for two. two. No, no, no. I'm talking about best. I'm talking about best player, not court, not running back, best player. No, I'm talking about best player. Yeah. Over McNair? Yeah, you got to. Man. You got to. Like, that's what I'm saying. You have to, like, listen, Derrick Henry was probably gonna be the first running back ever. I know I'm talking about running back, but I'm talking about best player in Tennessee besides me. He was going to be the first running back in NFL history to run for 2,000 yards twice if he wouldn't have got hurt that year after. Man, but that's, I don't know. Something about number nine, man, he just, he just looked different. When in Tennessee, the Titans just looked different as a football team. You know, he was at the quarterback position, I guess. Yeah, you can say that. You know, you know they always get a quarterback to nine. That's like MVP running. Is it, it don't matter what type of season somebody having quarterback anywhere close, they're going to give him, they're going to give him the MVP. But like, if I say the best player besides me that put on that uniform, I got, I got to go with DH. I got to go with DH. Mm. Yeah. And, and so who would be your MVP favorite right now? Cause this conversation is, is heating up as we get to the end of the year. Right. I can't even lie. I like I like um Lamar. I like Lamar right now. The type of man, the type of ball that he's playing right now and the way he leading um Baltimore, I gotta go with him. Like, because at the end of the day, if you take Lamar off of Baltimore, they would be nowhere as good as they is right now. No, that's real. That's like, real talk. I feel like if you talk about CMC, like they brought him to an offense that was already loaded with talent. Like, it's so many guys over there. You got Kittle, you got Debo, you got him. Like, I you got so many guys. So I feel like if you take him off of that team, 
they still got its backs that you can still plug in there and they, they'll still be what they are. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl with a, a, a plethora of wide receiver, a, a, a running backs interchangeable. So, no, I, I, I get it. So I don't understand why you're getting so many people out there that's disrespecting Lamar because he doesn't have the same type of numbers that he had when he won the MVP. But overall, though, the league offensively, the numbers are down across the league. Just across the right. league, the numbers are down offensively. And people act like Lamar's supposed to have 50 touchdowns to win the, the damn MVP. Right. You're not going to do that every year. I don't. People don't even understand. Like, it's like even, like, myself, like, after I rushed for 2,000 yards, like, coming back, like, every year after that, people just expected me to run for 2,000 yards every year. I have um, six, seven, eight runs of 80 yards every year. It's just not, that's not going to happen every year. Every year, things change. People focus in more on you. People have a whole offseason to watch film on you and come up with game plans to stop you and stuff. It's not going to happen every year. Every year is going to be different. Yeah. Yeah, Who your, who's your uh, Super Bowl pick this year? My Super Bowl pick? I like the 49ers. They playing, they playing good right now. I like 49ers. Mm, okay. And who who you think is going to go, though? Um, I can never, I can never count out um KC. I can never count out KC. Anytime you you put KC in the playoffs, even though they they haven't they haven't been playing good these last couple games, but they get in the playoffs, it's like they know how to win when they get there. They they've been there so many times, they know how to win. They know how to be poised um when they get there. So I would say. Um, KC versus the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Man, thanks for, thanks for, uh, come wait, one last thing for me. How, how's things going with your, your, uh, investments and stuff down in Orlando with the Airbnbs? Oh, uh, man, everything's going good, man. Like this, this month been a crazy month for me because both of my Airbnbs that I recently opened up, they was at 100% capacity. So they rented out all month. Um, and you know, I did all the like do the character rooms, the big game rooms, and all that stuff like that. Um, got a big water park in the front of the neighborhood, restaurants, bars, all that stuff. So, like, I'm down here in Orlando, I got two vacation rentals. So, anytime anybody want to come down, they can rent from me. Um, the links in, in my bio or whatever, if you want to check the houses out or whatever, but. Um, that's what I got going on now, like mainly real estate. You a landlord. I'm going to come and not pay my bill. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> All right. But thank, thank, thanks for joining me, though. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, much love and everything and continue to keep having success. All right. Thank you, bro. All right. That's a wrap yeah. for today's show. Thank you, Chris, for joining us. Anything else outside of me coming back in the new year and wrapping things up and making it tight? would be unacceptable. So that's the show. Thanks for tuning in and see y'all in the new year.